It's a pleasure and a privilege for me to introduce to you this morning our speaker, um, Doctors Ajay and Indu Lal. Indu, would you please stand too, because we haven't gotten to see you yet the, this morning. Uh, would you join me in welcoming them to Sherwood Oaks today? They've been here before, but it's been a while, and so I, they needed a reintroduction for, for you. Uh, they, they are the founders of CICM, Central India Christian Mission. And for the last uh, many years, they have expanded the reach of Christ in India. Now, India is a country of over one billion people in the space of about a third of the United States. And so it's, um, it's a big nation in a smaller area, M many people, most of whom do not know Christ, but there's good news happening as they proclaim. They've started several children's homes. They have clinics and hospitals. They have a nursing school uh, program. They have a mother and baby wellness center and so many other opportunities to use to spread the gospel for Jesus Christ. Uh, and of course, they're training pastors for all across India with the gospel. Also at the um, display out there, uh, Kevin Dooley is with us. Kevin represents the U.S. portion of uh, the CICM ministry. And so you'll get a chance to meet Kevin afterwards and you'll get a chance to meet uh, Ajay out there afterwards. Would you, again, listen carefully. Listen and, in, and, and soak in what he has to say because his message will stir your hearts challenge our hearts and change us if we pay attention. Brother Ajay. Uh, thank you, Brother Tom, for uh, that introduction that we don't deserve. Uh, thank you, Sherwood Oaks family, for your love and support for all these many years. Uh, for our lives and ministry of Central India Christian Mission. Um, we, we praise God and uh, we came here just a few days back and uh, we will be traveling for another month before we go back to India. Uh, this is our 37th year of, uh, of the ministry and I'm so glad that uh, my beautiful wife is here. We are married for 38 years and uh, uh, <laughs> this... This fourth, this fourth of May, it will be 38 years. And uh, you ask Hindu, she may say 58, I don't know. It seems 58, but uh, uh, we, we, we are so thankful for uh, how God has blessed us. And uh, we have four children and uh, uh, seven grandchildren. Right, Hindu? Seven, am, am, am I right? <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. Um, we wish we had these grandchildrens before the children, so we never had our children. We would never have to have our children. Um, but uh, we, are, we are so thankful for our children. They are serving the Lord, and uh, uh, we have been in India. And uh, uh, I, I would say that if it was not because of Hindu's faith, strong faith, and, and, uh, and, and being a prayer warrior, and continues to encouraging me and supporting me, I would, I would not be here. I would be one of the 
politician in the hands of uh, some some crooked and wicked politicians in India. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Um, uh, but it's a, it's, a, it's a privilege and honor to be with you. And uh, uh, Brother Tom, thank you so much for coming to India and visiting our work and Brother Pr ba Brad and Brother Brad Pontius and, and the team that has come uh, to travel. Uh, and uh, uh, several of you have been to India. And uh, we, we, are, we are grateful to God for, for the partnership that we have. And uh, when, when we started in last 37 years, uh, last 37 years ago, um, we had uh, just, just two of us started and now the work has grown and it has, Lord has blessed us and there's no other explanation than saying that it's, it's God what, what he's doing. Um, in last 37 years, we have uh, had uh, um, uh, close to 3,000 churches planted in six countries in and around India. And uh, as a result of that, over 400,000 believers are worshiping Lord Jesus Christ on a given Sunday. We praise God for that. I, I don't want to say that as, as a bragging because because as as we grow and we see what God is doing, it's it's really not us. It, we, we stand amazed what God has done. Um, Hindu had had a ministry where we would rescue children from the slavery and from the beggary, where literally children are sold into tribal area for a bag of rice, 50 kilos bag of rice. You can you can trade in with a human life. And uh, uh, one of the greatest things today we can say, and uh, my wife would be agree with me, that uh, over 500 of those children who were once rescued from the slavery, over five, 500 of them are today graduated from the Bible colleges and preaching the word of God. That's one of the greatest joys that we have experienced. We praise, praise God for that. God has allowed us to, to work in different areas, different ministries, publication ministry. Indu is, uh, is uh, in the middle of uh, completing her 31st book in Hindi language. She has uh, done from the children's book to the commentary on Revelation and, uh, and, and whatnot. But uh, uh, we are so grateful that God has allowed us to, to allow our team to be able to translate now the entire Bible. This is just the New Testament, um, entire New Testament into Bundeli language. And Bundeli language, Bundeli group in India is one of the largest unreached people's group. And there are 52 million Bundelis. First time in the history of India, Bundeli scriptures have been translated and about 50,000 copies of Bundeli New Testament has been placed in the hands of Bundeli leaders and literally hundreds of house churches and some larger churches in Bundeli region have been planted and they are growing and witnessing Lord Jesus Christ in one of the most difficult areas of India. So we praise God for that. One of one, another piece of literature I have is uh, from. Um this is in the language of Afghanistani people. It, it is the language, Pashtun language. And we have about 100,000 uh, of these people uh, 
Afghani refugees living in, in New Delhi, and, uh, and we have some work working among them, the widows and the children who were part of uh, Taliban, and they did not have any scriptures. So four of our uh, outstanding Bible translators and uh, who were teachers, uh, they are involved in translating the entire New Testament into Pashtun language. And first time I can say that we are getting ready to publish the entire Bible into Bundeli language. In fact, next month this Bible is going to go into press. And by the end of three months, this Bible, entire Bible into Bundeli language uh, will be coming out. So we, we praise God. There are, there's a medical, there's a, there's a school, um, there are several schools in fact. Uh, we have a wide range of uh, children's home where we have children who were rescued from the brothel, children who were sold from the, rescued from the uh, slavery and baggery and, and, and uh, just amazing, amazing story. Children who were beggars on the street, children who were blind, and, and now they, they, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to see how those children are growing in the name of the, in the knowledge of the Lord. So we praise God. There are many stories I can share with you, but you can gather more information as you talk. Just last year, our team has planted over over uh, close to 300 churches just in 2018 and um, over 32,000 baptisms and we just we are just thrilled and we are praising God for all those victories these things only God can do not us and I would I would go to the extent and say in spite of us God continues to to move and work um, well, we, we, we have come here uh, to, to ask you to come and visit us. We have come here to, to raise funds. Uh, we have come here to, uh, to, to find our friends who can help us to complete the unfinished projects. And one of the projects is a building a hospital, a huge hospital, which would serve literally 12 million people in our area. So I'm not, this is not going to be a fundraising talk here, uh, but, but uh, as we are in the final quarter of our lives, uh, I have become more aggressive in raising funds and talking about the needs. Um, well, uh, I would like to focus your attention if, if you have your Bibles uh, from the gospel according to Mark chapter 2, 1 through 12. And, and I'm not going to read through that because it's a very familiar event. And I'm, I'm, con I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive not calling a story because in India when you say a story, it can be imagination. It can be based on mythology. It can be based on science and fiction. Whenever I'm talking about the, uh, from the Bible and it is Jesus is doing something, God is doing something, uh, apostles are doing something, uh, great things are happening. I always, uh, I'm always sensitive not to calling it a story, but an event, a, a historical event. And here is the historical event where Jesus was in Capernaum and he was at the house, maybe a house church worship service. And there were so many people gathered to listen to him, to see great works. And it was packed. Even people would, were standing outside the door and there were many, many people. But there, were, there, were, there was a group of people, they have a friend who was paralyzed and that 
paralyzed friend was not able to move. That paralyzed friend was not able to do what he wanted to do. That paralyzed friend was not able to go to the doctor by himself. So these four men come in the picture. They take, they carry their friend on their shoulders, on their backs, and they go to the place where Jesus says, these men, these friends believe that if somehow we can take our friend to the feet of Jesus Christ, our friend will receive the healing. He will no more be paralyzed. So they are taking their friend. When they come to the place where it is packed, they, and, and the people are not cooperating, then there's another group of people who are just standing and seeing what is taking place. They don't want to become part of the miracle. They don't want uh, to, to see that people are being uh, brought to the feet of Jesus Christ. They just stood there. And then finally, these men were determined. They, 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 they knew that we had have to take our friend to the feet of Jesus. So they did something unusual. They went up on the roof and they opened the roof and I'm sure that the owner of the house loved this and when he saw what was happening and then they lowered the mat and the paralyzed man was lying on and they brought the paralyzed man to the feet of Jesus and seeing their faith, Jesus said to them, son, your sins are forgiven. And I'm sure a lot of people were surprised. You go to the doctor and you have this problem and you explain the problem and doctor is saying, son, your sins are forgiven. Well, what does that mean? So, so they, they were, they, um, uh, but, but Jesus knew what, what he was doing. Because, because when, at the day of judgment, it, does, it, it would mean nothing. It, you know what we have come through, our pains, our, 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 uh, our uh, sufferings, our barriers, uh, our limitations. The only thing that would matter on the day of judgment if our sins are forgiven. And Jesus gave him the greatest gift when Jesus said, son, your sins are forgiven. And after that, he knew what people were thinking. So he said to him, son, take up your mat and go. So, he, so the man gets up and he takes his mat. He's doing more than he's carrying his own weight. He carries the mat and he walks away. And people were amazed to see what has happened. Well, if you see this event, we can divide this into, uh, divide the people that are in this story, in this event, into four categories. The first category is represented by the man who was paralyzed, who was not able to help himself. And you know, when we think about that person today, how it is applicable to our situation, we have thousands and thousands and millions and billions of people who have never heard about Jesus Christ. Missiological survey says that there are about 3 billion people on the face of this earth who have never heard the gospel who have never heard the name Jesus Christ, who do not have any scriptures translated into their language, who do not have any Christian witness available in their region, who do not have any church. We come from the area where there is one Bible for 11,000 people. 
One Bible for 11,000 people. How many Bibles you may have in your home? Um, I'm sure more than one. But these people, you go to the village of India or Tibet or, or of Afghanistan, and then you say um, to the village leader, do you know Jesus? And the question would answer would be, no, I don't know him. He, that man does not live in my, my village. I have never heard this man. Go and find him in next door village. Uh, but it's very sad that more people know about your president. More people know about our government leader, Mr. Modi. More people know about Michael Jackson. More people have tasted Pepsi-Cola and Coca-Cola than knowing about Jesus Christ. We are here 2,000 years after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and we find that there are millions and millions of people who have never heard about Jesus Christ. You see, we, it, it is important that we see beyond our boundaries. We need to work in our Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, but Jesus said, go unto the very ends of the earth. And, and as you see the 12 countries that are, you can see the, um, their, their flags, when you, when you look at these 12 countries, these are the countries, these are the countries where 65% of the unreached people are. And how important it is for us to focus our prayers, our resources, Everything we can do to reach these countries with the message and love of Jesus Christ. Because we all believe that Jesus Christ is the only hope for this dying world. So the first category of those people who are unable to help themselves. And... Uh, and, and uh, as per the scriptures, Romans chapter 10, verse 14 says, And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear about someone preaching without preaching to them? So it is our responsibility as Christians. So second category, then comes the second category. First category is led by those people who are unreached, who are not able to help themselves. Then the second category is represented by the four friends who come together and who want to help their friend. And, and that's where you and I come in. That's where the ministry of Sherwood Oaks come in. That's where Central India Christian Mission come in. That's where North India Christian Mission come in. All these ministries are our brothers and sisters who are sitting here from different countries. All these. So these four men who were committed, who believed, who have conviction that if somehow we take our friend to the feet of Jesus, he will receive healing. And these men were called the men who had courage, who had compassion, who had conviction, who had commitment, who have cooperation, who have coordination, and who felt compelled, who had compulsion. So we are not going to go into all these C's, but, but we wish we can develop all these, these qualities in, in our lives so we can go out. And these, you, don't have to, you don't have to travel to the Myanmar area or China. There are thousands of people living in this world. You know, this world is getting dangerous. Um, this world is, is you know, you, a very, very few people who, who know the way, 
who know Jesus Christ. And I, I always say in your country, if we start loving our neighbors more than we love our dogs and cats, this nation and entire world will be a better place to live. In the second category, we come, and these people knew, these people had compassion. And compassion is not just a feeling which comes and goes when we watch the TV, when we see the hungry children of Ethiopia who are dying in the hands of the nurses. Compassion is a sense of shared suffering combined with an action to reduce such suffering. It's not just a feeling and emotion. It's not just a combined suffering, but it's also determination. It's also having, having an action to reduce such suffering. And that's, that's such an important thing that, that we need to understand. Courage is defined, I like this definition, courageous person is the person who knows the way, who goes the way, and who shows the way. Are you a courageous person? Am I a courageous person? Do we know Jesus? He's the way. Do we follow Jesus? Do we go the way? Do we witness Jesus? Do we show the way? So the courageous person boldly proclaims Jesus Christ. He knows the way, he goes the way, and that person shows the way. And then conviction. Conviction, there's a difference between opinion and conviction, and we get confused, you know. You are with the friends, and they are of different faiths, Hindus and Muslims, and you say, this is what I think is, this is what we believe. I think this is right, this is my opinion. Well, uh, Opinion can be based on our knowledge, on our experience, but conviction is something that is rooted in our conscience, that is our worldview, that is our value system through which we live. Do we have the conviction that Jesus Christ is the only hope of this world? Do we have the conviction that Jesus is the, the way and the truth and the life? Do we have the conviction that salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved? Jesus Christ, the name Jesus Christ. Do we have the conviction, whoever has the Son has life, whoever does not have the Son does not have life. And they felt compulsion because of the conviction. They felt compelled. They felt compelled. Esther demonstrated that when she stood before the, before, by herself, before the king, who could have taken her life, but she pleaded to her, to the, to the king, to that, that she must save her people. And she said, if I perish, I perish. Ezekiel stood in the valley of dead and dry bones and preached to them, knowing that with the power of God, dead and dry bones can be turned into a mighty army, and that has happened. Elijah was bold. He stood against 400 false prophets of Baal. Daniel demonstrated that, that as he refused to bow down to the statue of the king and was willing to be thrown in lion's den. It is amazing 
that sometimes we are not too far from the miracle and then we turn away. It is amazing that God did not save Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego from the fire, but God saved them in the fire and that was a greater miracle. God did not save Daniel from the lion's den. He saved them in the lion's den and that was a greater miracle. Jesus did not save Lazarus from the grave, but he saved Lazarus in the grave and that is the great miracle. And the greatest miracle is going to take place when the world will think we are gone, our life is ended. We will be in our father's home and we will be in that glorious place that God has prepared for us. That is heaven. Then the third category, and I'm going to go, go fast. <laughs> the third category in this whole event is represented by those people who stood there where Jesus was and just watched what was happening. They did not even give the way so these four men can bring this man to Jesus Christ. How many times we feel that, okay, we are standing near Jesus and that is enough. We can be near Jesus and still can be lost like Judas. We can be near Jesus and still can be eternally lost like one thief near Jesus' cross. It's, 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 not just, it's not just watching what is happening. It's not just watching the miracles. It's not just watching what he has done and he's doing, but becoming involved in the process. Helping the people to come to Jesus. He has given us salvation so we can bring people to him. We have been blessed so others can be blessed. Do we see this picture? Does this picture moves our heart that we have a task to reach these three billion people who are eternally lost and headed to destruction? Or are we just Christians because we were born in a Christian family and we are happy where we are? There are many, many organizations, there are many Christian missions including us, who, who can, if, if you think that you are retired, you think you have energy, you have resources, you can help, you can help missionaries reaching out, getting the word, taking the stories, what God is doing. You can play a most significant role in your life at this time. When you feel that nothing is happening, where do I do? go? God is calling us to be, not just to be the viewers, but be in that category where we are willing to take the, take the, the sinners to the feet of cross. And they did, and they did, and you know the rest of the story. And the, finally, the fourth category in this is Jesus Christ. When they came to Jesus, when they came to Jesus, when Jesus saw their faith, he said, son, your sins are forgiven. He received much, much more than what he expected. And they saw a great miracle. There was a great testimony. He received physical healing. He received eternal, he, uh, eternal healing. Uh, he received uh, 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 
spiritual healing. He received eternal life. He, he received salvation. He received the fullness of life. And he was, he was deeply, deeply touched and moved and, uh, uh, by, by Jesus Christ. And that's what happens when we come to Jesus and uh, are willing to do whatever he has asked us to do. Are we, which category are we in? When you hear about people, Barna Group has done a research and it says, please listen to me carefully, that 150,000, 150,000 Christians are killed every year because of their faith in Jesus Christ in this world in which we live. I can tell you stories, many stories, about those courageous men who said, who said, no, we live, we are living for a purpose which is worth dying. We are living for a purpose which is greater than our lives, and they would not compromise. I have brothers and sisters who have gone through severe persecution coming to Hindu and I and saying, do not pray that persecution would end. Pray that we will be strong witnesses until the last moment and we stay faithful and we stay bold. Do we have that faith? Well, I'll, I'll close this. Um, I have many stories in my mind, but I'm going to stop here how God is present in the situation as we take a step of faith. How he breaks the barriers. This is the story. This is all about Jesus. How he breaks the barriers. How he, in the difficult situation, in the crowded situation, he, his miracle is alive. Uh, we had a five-year-old girl, and uh, she was, our government rules were changed. And now, if from our children's homes, we, if you're from our children, anyone can come with the government order and just take the child, just like this. We have been raising children one day at a time, one hour at a time, providing, loving them, keeping them near to our heart. And then these people come, Hindus and Muslims and atheists and anyone, and they have a paper and they take the child like, that, like they have come to buy a toy from a toy store. So a five-year-old daughter, whom we loved, beautiful, loving daughter who loved the Lord, was taken away by Dr. Gupta, a family who followed a different faith. And Dr. Gupta and Mrs. Gupta, and, and our hearts were crushed because we didn't want her to go. Well, after, I, after six months, uh, I was talking to the preacher, and I, I was talking to him about, you know, if, if he sees Dr. Gupta, and he said, oh, you did not hear what happened last month? And I said, no. He said that when they took the girl, they really loved that girl. And that girl was after them to take her to Sunday school. So she made Dr. Gupta and Mrs. Gupta to go to the Sunday school. And they started sitting with her because of their love. And he said, you know, after six or eight months, what has happened? Dr. Gupta and his wife came forward and they gave their lives to Jesus Christ because of a five-year girl. If God can work a miracle through that little child who, was, who had no identity, who was like an orphan, 
He can use us. He can use you and me. We are living in the end times. This is it. We, have, we, we are running short of time. We need to do everything, everything we can because Jesus Christ is the only hope for this entire world. May God bless Thank you for watching this message from Sherwood Oaks Christian Church. Did you know you can view any message from the past six years at socc.org messages? You can also view complete worship services from the past month at socc.tv.